0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Full of Energy, an AEE podcast where we talk about workforce development, energy hot topics, and energy policy. The Association of Energy Engineers, otherwise known as AEE, is a professional organization of over 17,000 members and 32,000 actively certified individuals in over 105 countries. AEE serves your needs for career development, networking, and recognition. Today, we're going to discuss... Some outcomes from AE World Energy Conference and Expo from some different perspectives. This year, we had over 1,600 registered attendees, almost 200 speakers, 70 exhibitors, and 65 pre registered countries. Joining us today are three incredible AEE members John Feldman from Canada, who has been inducted into the AEE Energy Managers Hall of Fame and is a current training instructor, Kirsten Washley from the United States, who is our SeaWorld Division's Career Advancement Committee Chair? And she was also a speaker at AE World. And Osama Freehat from Jordan. He is the local chapter president and an Al Tuman scholarship recipient. So let's start with a simple question, you guys. Tell us, what was your favorite part about AEE World?
1: My favorite part of AEE World uh, was absolutely the opening session with Al Gore. Um, heard of the movie and got to to meet the man and to hear him speak uh to us and it really had the sense that he was speaking to his people you know that these were were people that understood what he was trying to say and and kind of got it and and just to be able to hear um from him directly was absolutely the highlight of AE world this year for me
2: kirsten yeah, unfortunately, I had a client meeting during that. So I can't say that my answer is the same, but perhaps only because I missed it. Um, but my favorite part was actually the SeaWheel breakfast. We had a keynote from JLL, Saida Kirby, and I just found her keynote speech really, really insightful and relatable. And then on top of that, we had some lifetime SeaWheel awards, and it was just beautiful to see that sort of legacy of service these women that have been volunteering for decades. Um, I hope to have the same legacy. So it was really cool just to witness the the love and camaraderie that exists even in the professional setting. Osama, what
0: about you? Well,
3: of course. Uh, in addition to what John and Kirsten mentioned, I was actually going I was actually going to speak about Al Gore, uh, opening their speech. But in addition to that, what I would say was my highlight, and uh, especially being the first-time attendee of AE World, my favorite part was actually meeting the staff, the AE staff. So it was meeting you, Lowry, uh, Elizabeth, Ian, uh, Cheyenne, all you guys, (laughs) Prusil. That was a, a totally different topic to talk about. So my favorite part was meeting the staff and see the harmony between that team. And I actually did imply those aspects on my teams in Jordan. So I did learn a lot uh, from you guys without you even saying a word. So that was my highlights.
0: Thanks for saying that. We always love meeting our um, family members, as we call our members, because you guys do such great work in your local communities. So Osama, you mentioned it was your first time. What what were you expecting to see at AEE World versus what you saw at AE World?
3: Well, first of all, what I what drove me to uh, to attend. Was that my colleague did attend last year and he spent the whole year talking about AE World. And I was like, every time he opens that topic, I was like, man, just change the topic, talk about something else. But when I attended myself, I now understand why he was doing that. The beautiful thing about AE is that it gets all the people together. There's something that Miss Futur said. She said, uh, you get to choose your friends and your family is chosen for you. But at AEE, you choose your friends that will later be your family. And I did feel that actually. That was so amazing.
0: You know, John, I think you've been to quite a few AEE worlds. How do you think this year compared to past years?
1: You know, it's cliche to say a Congress gets or a conference gets better and better every year. But with AEE, it gets different and more topical every year. And so it's the same level of excitement and intensity but more topical every year. So that is how I would compare over the years that I have attended, which is probably close to 15 uh, to 20 years. it It's always has the same consistent excitement and uh, value uh, to the members.
0: I love that. So let's talk about some of the technical sessions. Um, I know when I looked at the program, I was having a hard time deciding what topics to attend because there were just so many incredible presentations that were going to happen. So Kirsten, why don't you tell me a little bit about some of the technical sessions and topics that that stood out to you as particularly informative or thought provoking?
2: Yeah, there were (laughs) so many topics to choose from. Um, and I actually had trouble, I feel like, narrowing down what I wanted to attend. I used the AEE World app where you could go and kind of browse um, each of the sessions for a certain time block, and you could even favorite them and then add them to your calendar. So I did that to do like a preliminary uh, round of elimination and I found I still needed to be like five places at once (laughs) to catch all that I wanted to see. Um, But that was still a really helpful feature and I'm grateful that the app existed. In terms of topics, I feel like workforce development was huge. Um, There was a big panel on it actually, which had some really interesting insights. Uh, And then I think electrification and decarbonization continues to be The big topic of our industry, which makes sense because while it's not new, it's also not accomplished just yet. Um, So we continue to have different, you know, kind of drilling down into how to decarbonize the industrial sector or the impact of transportation. I attended one panel that talked about sort of the the uptake of different EV charging station types and some of the pros and cons. So that's a whole new niche that, you know, I probably don't need for my specific role as a building science engineer, but it just goes to show like we've got kind of the broad approach and now we're starting to drill down into the very specifics of what needs to happen to make the overarching goal happen. Um, so those two are some of my larger takeaways.
0: Osama, what about you?
3: Well what I did was the same as what Kirsten did is that I scanned through the AE World app and I did put every session as a favorite <laughs> I wanted to I wanted to attend every session every every topic was interesting but I actually ended up attending only two and one of them was for engineer Samer he was talking about a project uh, of using a shading a garage like a solar panel for shade for shading uh, the whole garage that was interesting but the one that was on the top of my list and that I did attend for that reason was, uh, it was titled, are you planning to start an energy efficiency business? Because I'm currently in my final university year and I'm working with my colleagues on a startup and that startup is on the topic of energy efficiency. It's about enhancing the cleaning methods for solar panels. So uh, what I did make use of that is that it uh, it made me insist more on my idea that me and my friends are working on because he was repeating uh, a sentence He was saying, he was saying, the cleanest type of energy is energy efficiency. So it's a good uh, it's a good idea to start to start with a business in that field. So it made me hundred percent sure that the startup that I'm working on is not going to only uh, be a revenue. Uh, it will, will give me a cash revenue, but it will be also a revenue for the environment. So I'm working on both sides. So it did mean it did mean it did make me sure hundred percent that I want to continue with that idea.
0: John what was the big takeaway for you?
1: There weren't so big takeaways but I'm going to say two things that uh, I want to build on something that Osama said and that is uh, maybe because of my uh, role in the past I I only went for the very technical industrial sessions but this year I noticed maybe it's been there before but I noticed that there were these sessions on how you might want to think about starting your own energy efficiency business or energy management business, which is not technical, but is really helpful to many of the folks uh within AEE, either even just to think entrepreneurially in their existing organizations. So that was nice to to attend some of those. And then there was something that for me was kind of out of let field. And I will say that because Kirsten's on the call is I really enjoyed I only got to she had a two-part session. I only got to go to the first part, but it was just about networking, and and how to do that. And uh, some of uh, you may not believe this. uh, But I am actually very inept at networking, I can speak on a podcast, I can speak in front of hundreds of people, but send me into a cocktail party or a, a reception and I freeze up. So That was an unexpected highlight to me. It was actually to sit in with Kirsten, to listen in for a bit with Kirsten Session and get some practical tips on how to to overcome that fear of meeting new people. And uh, so that was another bonus from AEE world. It's not only about technical, but it's how to be successful as an energy manager or an energy engineer.
0: I think that's really cool and, and something new that we did offer this year. So Kirsten, since he brought it up, why don't you tell us a little bit about your speaking experience at aE World? Absolutely, and John, I'm so glad to hear that that was useful to you. Um, we did get
2: great feedback, so I'm hoping it's something we'll do again in the future. Um, And I can say all of those tips come from similar feelings that you have. I think I'm a bit of an introverted extrovert. I have my moments, but I also love time by myself. So sometimes walking into a big room in a professional setting where you don't know anyone can be incredibly intimidating um, so all of those things are things that I've developed for, <laughs> out of necessity, right? Necessity is the mother of all invention. Um, so as a speaking experience, I think it's been incredibly gratifying. We did have exercises in our networking session, and we were, you know, a little, a little concerned about if people would want to participate in that, since it is a little bit different in interactive format. And I'm so pleased to say people really jumped in. Actually, the hardest part of that particular speaking session was having to call people back and be like, okay, you're all killing the networking, but now we need to finish our slide deck (laughs) before the end of the session um for those of you who couldn't be there a couple of the tips that we gave included going with a goal in mind so obviously you're going to an event to network but getting a little bit more specific can be very advantageous to kind of feel like almost gamifying it like did i you know (laughs) did i finish my quest that i set for myself Um, It's also really helpful to go with a couple questions in your back pocket for those moments uh, where the conversation kind of pauses and maybe it feels a bit awkward. Um, That's when you want to whip those out. And my co-presenter, Deb Lenny, who is the Seawheel board chair, uh, she presented her favorite, which is what are you doing um, for your next vacation? So it's a little bit personal, but not too personal. And who doesn't want to talk about where, you know, they're daydreaming of Um, and where they're gonna get out to next. And then she was like, I've planned some of my own vacations based on the recommendations I've gotten from people. So not only is it a way that almost everybody has something to say, but it's been useful for her in planning vacations. Um, And then the last one is just making sure to follow up and making things natural. So if you meet people in person, go ahead and find them on LinkedIn. Don't send them no message when you send that connection request, always kind of contextualize it. And my favorite thing to do is when I send a connection request, I write exactly where I met that person because I have a terrible memory. <laughs> so that's my system for if I get an email later or I met that person, I can go back to my LinkedIn chats and scroll to the beginning and see the message that says, hey, it was great meeting you at AE World 2023. So then I have that like, oh, right. And this person we met then, we talked about X, Y, Z. So it all starts coming back to me. So those are you know some tips maybe. And then if I may, uh, I was also speaking in a technical session. So it was on building performance standards. And that, I think, goes back to my point about kind of drilling down into niches. So energy is so widespread, of course. The sector that I work in is buildings, so trying to building uh, trying to decarbonize buildings. Um, so our track was all about, sort of the compliance with new building performance standards. So around the country, we're seeing different cities and states roll out these standards. In a lot of cases, um, people are using the stick versus the carrot, so there might be penalties involved. So one of the presenters did a really great example of sort of like, here's a sample building, if you were out of compliance in all of these cities and states across the country, what would your fine be? Or what would your penalty be? Just to start comparing and to kind of open people's eyes who maybe don't have a building performance standard as to what might be coming down the pipeline for them. My specific session within the track was talking about kind of the difference between codes, standards, certifications, and different goals, and sort of iterating with your client to start to understand what the best goal or certification for them might be. Uh, So that was really gratifying as well, just to have some questions, have a full room, and have
0: people um, talking about how it's impacting them and how the session will help guide them through. You know, we talk a lot about networking and especially in in person events, you have the opportunity to meet um, people in different walks of life, in different sectors. So, um, can you share some highlights from the discussions or interactions you had with fellow attendees um, in some of the networking sessions? Osama, you want to start?
3: Well, of course. Actually, as a fresh graduate, let's say, there's a saying that says, uh, your real estate. Is your is your network as a fresh graduate. So for me, AE World was all about forming new networks. And getting exposed to that much of people, of experienced people that are the leaders in the field, was a lot for me. <laughs> I couldn't handle all those, I couldn't open discussions with all those people because they are at a, a very high level. But that did broaden my my, my horizons, and which is which which is exactly why I was at AE World. Uh, well, talking about the interactions that I had during AEE. Actually, a weird interaction and uh, a weird thing that I uh, actually felt is that uh, Bill Kent, the president of AEE, actually did know me in person before meeting him. And that was really like amazing for him. He didn't know me, he didn't know my background. And one of the most beautiful interactions that he did is that in, in the opening ceremony of AEE, he took like two minutes or three minutes in his speech to talk about me as a thuman scholar scholarship uh, awarded person so that was really touching and i did really appreciate that even though i did miss that that part because at the first 30 minutes of the ceremony i had an interview an online interview and i missed that part but everybody told me about it and, and, he, and they told me that everybody was looking for me and because of what Bill Kent did. Like all the three days of the uh, of the conference, when everybody saw, whenever somebody met me or saw me, it was like, "Oh, you're Sam, the one that uh, Balken mentioned in the opening ceremony. So that was like
1: yeah. a
3: super thing for me. So I was really happy. It's actually like these small details, these little things that leaders do are what actually uh, counts for them. So I appreciated that interaction with Mr. Vulkins. Kirsten,
0: what about you?
2: I had a really beautiful full circle moment um, during the SeaWheel networking happy hour. You mentioned part of AEE is the career development, networking, and recognition. And I feel like this almost has all three in a nice little bundle. So my journey with AEE started with a student chapter at my university, George Washington University. So that student chapter was under um, the local DMV AEE chapter. I hadn't heard of AEE at the time Um, so when I got involved it was really interesting you know I'm thinking about graduating back at the time and there were you know a multitude of professionals that I could interact with so I started getting more and more involved eventually became the student chapter um, president and at the time the chapter president was um, John Lord and so at this conference I actually ran into him And it was just this beautiful moment because I was starting to say, I don't know if you remember me. And he just open armed was like, Kirsten, it's so amazing to see you here. I attended your speaking session on building performance standards. And I just have to tell you that this is like a dream come true. So I think for both of us, it was just incredible because he went on to tell myself and another student how when he was president 10 years ago, he had a goal of getting at least one student involved in the society level of AE, so hooking them as a student and really keeping them on, and he was like, you are a living example of that. We met you as a student at GW, and now you're here, you're speaking, you're on the board of SeaWheel, and I'm just so proud, and that was so you know, just really touching to me to know that he even remembered me and then so happy to make as he put it, his words, because it sounds a little bit full of myself to say a dream come true, but to hear him say that seeing us at this conference was a dream come true, it really was just full circle and a perfect example of how AEE was a support system when I was a student. Now that I'm a professional, I'm able to give back a little bit more, but I'm still interacting with the same people. And then I'm getting recognition from those people, which is just incredible. Um, So the network really it helped get me started and it continues to support me even now. John what about you?
1: Very interesting kind of what Kirsten and Osama have uh, been saying and I kind of wanted to it made me think of my trajectory uh you know with the, the kind of I guess closer 20 years of attending world is I remember those early ones when I was new to you know I, I was the Osama not a student but I was these are all strange weird people that looked like they knew what they were talking about and I, I didn't know anybody or who to even even talk to and then it's kind of a thing you know I found that at least my over the years is it's kind of putting in the time you meet people and then you see them again next year or in two years time and suddenly they become family because you you just keep on bumping into them and you remember what they were doing and you have these conversations you know kind of similar to what Kirsten was doing, so it's kind of for me it it migrated from uh, just putting in the time and keep showing up again and again and developing these these relationships to now where you know my focus on networking generally at aE world is 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 reconnecting with people that I haven't seen in a while or haven't spoken to in a while um And, you know, sure, meeting new people, seeing new ideas, but just building on those existing relationships that some of which have been 15, 20 years and and getting inspired again by what people are doing from their different perspective, because that's one of the things if you keep showing up, you meet people, not only in your particular niche, as Kirsten said, but you, oh, wow, but I got to meet Kirsten. And, and, you know, I know in in the next few years, you know, I'll be inspired about what building science is. Doing, but there's a lot of the industrial folks that I meet with and fellow instructors. So it, it it's just kind of one of those things where I just listened to Osama and Kirsten. My I'm at the I won't say the tail end of that journey, but at the you know at a different part of that journey. But it's still um, getting insights and and I would say it's 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 more that. In, I don't want to say that inspiration in a sort of a fluffy sense, but just hearing people tell their stories about what successes they've had just reignites my energy uh, to be in the sector and that this was has, you know was essentially the right choice for me to be involved in energy efficiency.
0: So speaking of networking with attendees, um, there was also a lot of networking happening in the expo hall. So, John, can you tell us a little bit about what you saw in the expo hall, you know, what might have been exciting to you? Um, or something new?
1: Yeah, sure. So Expo Hall is always a place I try and spend um, as much time as I can. And it, it, it's, I don't always achieve that success. What I find really interesting is um, is going to the booths where there are small crowds of people cuz that just tends to happen there are some booths where for whatever reason there's stuff that's happening and it's kind of if i also make sure to stop by the quiet booths cuz i don't want to show favoritism but just hearing the conversations that are going on and um seeing what Sometimes it's, you know, what they say in life, it's often it, it's not so much the answers to the questions, but asking the right questions and just hearing people asking the right questions. Too. So it is always exciting to see what the DOE is doing to help support um, organizations in uh, planning and achieving uh, climate action and decarbonization goals. And to I mean, these are not just idle folks who are idly thinking about things, they're doing research, they're doing field trials. Uh, so for industrial energy efficiency, where de-risking technology is a big thing for companies, I, I was, had a conversation a few weeks back with one of the mining companies uh, in Ontario, and they said, a mining company in terms of technology always wants to be third. They don't want to be the first one. They don't want to be the second one. They want to be the third but somebody has to be first and so when you have programs like doe which which have field trials of technology you don't have to be first you can have someone else be first or maybe you know this sector is first for doing com- some mm-hmm. you know innovative compressed air and another sector can be first so that that was kind of one of the highlights for me of the uh, expo hall and also kind of to what um Osama was saying earlier just swinging by the AEE booth uh on a regular basis to see people from the staff that i haven't seen in a while and to meet new folks is there is something about people we deal with over the year on a regular basis to see them meet them face to face and to kind of hear their stories uh, is also a big part of that that uh, that expo hall experience
0: so, Osama, you had an interesting play in the expo hall, right? You had a poster session. What was that like?
3: I was there as a guest and as a host in the expo hall, actually. I had my own poster there about green hydrogen. Yeah, it was talking about a prototype that me and my colleague did. And it was presented there. But also, I did go through all booths there. So, uh, the beautiful thing about the expo hall for me, let's say, was that I got introduced to the different parts of energy like the the image of energy in my mind is only the old school energy which is like only energy efficiency energy auditing but when i got into the different booths i didn't know that this field is totally digitalized right now and there are booths talking about how ai is integrated with energy how technology is integrated uh how you can uh, there are like some booths that had nothing to do with energy but their service can be implied into energy so getting exposed into all that was an experience for me to broaden my, my horizons into the field. Um, another thing I would like to say about the expo is that if you did, like, go back to the pictures and see, like, a well-suited man with a nice suit and holding two big bags full of, of souvenirs, that person was me. <laughs> I collected every single souvenir in the expo hall booths. And I give give it as gifts for my colleagues here in Jordan. So that was the best part of the expo for me.
0: (laughs) We love a good giveaway. Kirsten, anything to add (laughs) about the expo? Well, speaking
2: of giveaways, I just have to shout out the scavenger hunt Largely, there were a lot of you know things in the expo hall to find. I myself was very committed to the scavenger hunt cause. Um, but going back to networking, just practically speaking, it was so useful because I do sometimes have trouble going up to a booth when I know my role in a project is not necessarily to write the specification, let's say. So I feel like, oh, I don't want to waste their time. But the scavenger hunt was a great, you know, icebreaker to say, hi, I'm looking for a QR code. It's part of the AEE World app, but please tell me about your product or your business or whatever it may be. Um, So it was a little bit more of like an icebreaker organic way to make my way around more of the booths than I probably would have stopped at otherwise.
0: So we had some really great keynote speakers Do you guys want to tell me some of the key takeaways you got from the sessions of Al Gore and Frank Abendell? The closing keynote I was able to fully attend, and I
2: think my largest takeaway was to be very careful online. (laughs) He had a lot of very specific tips on what you should be doing to protect yourself online. Um, I thought I was somewhat savvy. Um, But I think my favorite takeaway as a millennial who does use a lot of the money transfer apps like PayPal, Cash App, Venmo, um, he said, make sure that it's a credit card linked versus a debit account. Because then if you do get caught in some sort of phishing scheme, um, you're not liable for the funds that have been stolen. Whereas if it is your debit card, your actual money, you might not ever see those funds again. So a little bit scary, but definitely something I'm walking away with to implement in
0: my life. John, what about you?
1: Sure, I can uh, just a couple of, uh, uh, on both keynote speakers. And I mean, the first thing I will say is that one of the advantages of AEE is with having 1,600, 2,000 people attending, AEE always gets incredible speakers, uh, which, you know, we don't get in our regional conferences or, or, or sessions. And it, it sounds like, uh, so what, but it's a big deal to to get the opportunity to listen to some industry leaders and, you know, AE always has those kind of two bookends of of an energy efficiency, climate change champion at the start, and then something practical and motivational for your real life or for your whole life at the end. So one of the things that that struck me about Al Gore was, uh, one particular thing was that he said there is and he didn't say this as crassly as I'm going to, but there's money to be made in decarbonization. So it's it's not just about doing the right thing. There are opportunities to do this in a profitable way um, for companies, for organizations, for communities. And that is something I hadn't really thought through. It's always think about decarbonization. As, oh, it's something, it's a crisis. We have to do something, which is true, but you can still do that in a way that is is profitable um, for the community or for the organisation, and then I wanted to link something with that. Actually, Bill Kent had may, uh, mentioned to link with Algo was saying about the uh, we were talking about earlier the, the um, workforce development that we're 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 going to be short of the people we need to do this, and then with AEE introducing this mentoring program, which I'm excited to hear more about. Uh, that that kind of really linked those two things to me to say, hey, there is a workforce development challenge, but AEE is stepping up to the plate and providing one tool to hopefully be able to to do that. Um, and and then I just love this phrase that I think we used again and again from Al Gore was saying that the antidote to climate d- despair is climate action. it is it is always a temptation or challenge with, the climate uh, challenges we're facing to fall into despair and to know that climate action is an antidote to that despair. And yeah, and, and Frank Abagnale, just so many things that I hadn't thought about. Um, and uh, fortunately for me, being a bit more older school, on the other end of the the the, the baby boomer spectrum, uh, I do tend to not use debit cards Um uh, very much but there's still if somebody found mine I would have uh, it would be I'd be in trouble so again practical stuff great that AEE does that every year we've had astronauts we've had I think the one year we had Bear Grills you're talking about survival and 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 how that can apply to your, to your daily life so
0: Osama anything to add about the keynote speakers
3: of course of course I totally agree with what John had to say which is that they are too good at, spe- at picking the right speakers, and that's exactly what uh, the gentleman from uh, Catch Me If You Can did prove. Uh, he had some beautiful words to say about scamming, and he like did made me rethink my whole life. <laughs> like I thought that I was a present a conservative person when it comes to sharing my personal life, but after hearing his talk, I figured out I figured out that <laughs> I was sharing just too much. So I had to rethink everything I do on social media, and that and that was so important for me. Uh, his talk was really beautiful. His style of giving was uh, catchy, and he did give some information that I recommend you guys say, to see. His book uh, I remember was called "Scammy if you can," Write. The same as uh, as the movie. Yeah. yeah, I recommend that for you guys.
0: Well, you know, I'm sure there's points that we didn't touch on because a world was just so big this year and um, we hope it continues to grow and give people um, so many things to talk about post world. I know from the marketing perspective, I'm pretty sure we were tagged in too many posts account, um, which is always super great to see because people enjoyed the conference. But for those who couldn't attend the conference, what would you tell them were some of the most crucial themes or ideas that emerged from the event and that they should be aware of?
1: Again, there was a theme that came across to me uh, that really got me thinking is, and I can't remember who said it, so I, won't, I can't attribute it, but maybe Lori Beth can do this later, is that we are the first generation to feel the impact of climate change and the last generation with the ability to take action. That kind of thought just, just really struck me as as significant and, and, and thought provoking. And then there was another thing that came out to me is that, and, and we were talking earlier about how there's different niches, there's different things that we all do. We all have a part to play in taking climate action. Um, it's you're from operators in facilities to, to people working from home uh engineers uh, social scientists it's not a there's not one group or one entity that can can solve the problem and even though Al Gore was very optimistic that we can solve this uh, it 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 can be done it it really has to be everyone bringing their part, but very importantly that those have to be aligned. We can't be pulling against each other either from a policy point of view or from a technology point of view or pointing fingers, or we have to align the policy, the regulations, the engineering, um, you know, the, the social engineering, if I can put it that way, that we have to align that. And the last thing I would say that that really struck me and always strikes me is that in the discussions on climate change and decarbonization, energy efficiency is still number one, the first step you have to take and again i know it's a, it's a bit cliche but i i really live by this that you know the the greenest or the least carbon emitting kilowatt hour or gigajoule is the one you don't use so it's it to me is a it would be a shame if we decarbonize energy that we're just wasting away
2: i would kind of echo what john said i mean personally it's sustainability that wakes me up in the morning and and gets me to work So at the conference, I just saw so many manifestations of that. He mentioned the fact that it can be done profitably. He mentioned the fact that we're the last generation that can really move the needle before it's too late and kind of clean up the mess that we ourselves have made. So I think the biggest takeaway was really just the inspiration that people are doing that. And then to go back to the networking side, just knowing that you're not alone in it. And I don't mean that in like a touchy feely way, although that's also very nice to emotionally know that you're not alone, but practically there are so many people trying to achieve the same goal. We need to remember to lean on each other. Um, There are so many parts of infrastructure that sustainability is going to need to change. Um, So working with our networks so that we're not reinventing the wheel and we're not fighting each other um, I think that's one of the bigger points of conferences like this is, of, of course, to meet people, but then how are you utilizing them um, to make sure that we we continue to move that needle in the right direction? And I know personally I'm walking away with a lot of new technical knowledge and a few new connections on um The utility side, which I think is not something I work directly with, but of course my clients are all in touch in some way with the utility to pay their bills. And the utilities have such a big role to play in terms of their incentive programs um, and some of the resilience and reliability. Um, So just knowing people on that side of it is already going to make my role a little bit easier so that when I'm making that sell to clients, I can help them make sure that it is um, the most affordable option. Uh, that sustainability option is the most affordable option so
3: well an example that i would like to set and end with is uh, and this is a question to the podcast listeners is that what would happen if you put a lion inside the cage well I, I know you can't answer me right now so i'm gonna answer that for you what happens is that this lion loses all its features and it loses its connection to the habitat So what happens when you attend AE World, it's like unleashing that inner lion inside you, getting to know more people, getting to know your features, and it gets you to upscale your goals. So dealing with all these people with all different backgrounds, there's a saying that says, one hand cannot clap alone. So getting all those people from different backgrounds, from different expertise, from different fields to work together and collaborate their their ideas together, come up with the new things is actually what AE World is all about. So Missing AE world lets you
1: miss a lot.
0: I don't think there's anything to say after that. Um... Yeah, I was just gonna... <laughs>
1: <laughs> What a way to close!
0: <laughs> well, thank you all for sharing your insights on what is one of the most memorable AE worlds that I've been to. And um, I hope to see you all next year. This has been Full of Energy and AE Podcast. We'll see you next month.